Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Welcome back, everybody. Natalie and I decided to take a break from talking about Vanderpump Rules to do the Pivot Podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we are back with season one, episode 21. Mm -hmm. The one with the fake Monica. Yay. This is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. We have some things to chat about, though, first of all. Yes, we do. Okay, so we got a DM, and I'm so excited about this one. So this is from Chris Carson. Chris, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. What a great name, by the way. Chris Carson. Good alliteration. Is it, It's kind of like a firsty, lasty. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so Chris works with my husband and every week he quizzes my husband on what, like who, who's talking. <laughs> and I guess that Chris gets it wrong every week. So he, he says, oh. I've listened to every episode and I quiz Paul on what his wife says. I'm over 19. You two. That's sound a lot of, that's a bad record, <laughs> but I appreciate that. He's such an avid listener. He's listened to 19 episodes. <laughs> Maybe he'll get it by the time we've finished the series. Possibly. So my recommendation, Chris, this is Natalie, by the way, <laughs> is listen for the personality and, or the laughter. Listen, listen, yeah. Listen for the personality. <laughs> I am slightly eccentric with a little bit of a dreamer mentality. <laughs> That's how I would describe myself. And I'm a controlling type A neurotic freak. <laughs> I hope that comes through in voice form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So good luck to you, Chris. And I hope good that luck next week, <laughs> hope that you are one for 19 next week. Yeah. But thank you for DMing us. Okay, so you know how last week you finished your book? Yes. I finished my book. <gasps> Yay! Okay. I was I was exactly where you were at was like Okay, it's like picking up, like I'm interested, I'm flipping the pages, it's getting good and we finished the book. All right. And thoughts. I liked it. I think I gave it 4 stars on Goodreads. At the end of the day, I liked it. It was entertaining. I I sped through it. At the yes. end. And I liked it. There's okay. also like spinoffs. Like apparently it's a book. It's the third book in like three series. So there's like two other books before it <gasps> with like the characters in the book. So I was kind of doing some Googling. I was like, oh, I dang. still think I'm going to stick to Bridgerton though. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I got you the third book in a series. That but it's not like you can tell. Okay. That's good. It's basically like the brother and his wife, like they're hurt is the cousin and a brother got married and they're just characters, but you miss their whole backstory. Like there's a book on their whole backstory. I hope Very similar to the Bridgertons. Okay. Hope the, the cousin story. didn't marry the brother. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. That's funny because when I was in the grocery store the other day, I saw one of the spinoffs of my book. Oh, really? Yeah. So mine was the Duchess deal. And then it was like the Duchess something else. And it was like part of the Duchess deal. Like, oh. Whatever that world is. So, uh, okay. So this must be a smut book thing of like getting a group of characters and doing romantic backstories to each of the couples. Cause that's exactly what Bridgerton is. Oh, okay. You so know what I mean? Haven't read Bridgerton. So you've I'll seen the to. series, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But like smut books, you can do like they last on their own and you don't yeah. have to know the story. Which I, I like. I kind of like that too. I get it. You know, I'm, you know, I support smut now. We support smut here at the pivot podcast. <laughs> All right. So on to friends, um, our writers, this episode are Adam chase. And one of my favorite words to say, Ira Ungerleiter. Ungerleiter. We have a new director. Gail Mansuko. Is that how you say it? Mansuko? Ma that's not it. I changed <laughs> it. <laughs> Mancuso? I think Mansuko sounds better. It does actually sound better. Mancuso is her name though. Sorry. Eh. Oh, well, Gail, you did great. And then our original air date is April 27th, 1995. Two weeks since the last episode aired. Which is weird. Okay, we talked about this last episode too. There was a like a month long break. And then now we have a two. A two, two week. week. 
And in the last part, like with the last four episodes, it's just bizarre. I don't know what that type of TV schedule is, but I don't either. But I'm kind of wondering, okay, we had the one with the two parts. Which aired on the same night. Okay. So it wasn't that. Like there's like always some sort of like spring break stuff happening. And then I was kind of thinking about it. And I was wondering were there specials like for ER or were there like extended episodes or they took a break and there were time slots that mm-hmm. were bigger for others. I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. So anyways, I feel like you miss a week now and that's the most you can miss. Oh man. I think if you miss a day, which I was reading, you know how I'm watching Yellowstone and I've been waiting on freaking pins and needles for the last part of season five to come out because they've split the seasons up. Yes. You were very pissed off. I just, Oh, now (laughs) I'm even more pissed off, especially Mr. Costner. Apparently (gasps) he's like delaying this whole thing. Like he might not come back. (gasps) They haven't started. They haven't started production. Like it's a mess. Oh my God. And like Kevin Costner might not come back. Isn't he? How the the hell are they going to do that? That he's like the whole prime part of that show. He's the face of the show. Kevin, I judge him. I judge him. Yeah. All right. The one with the fake Monica. Yes. Shall we get into the episode recap? We shall. What What were your thoughts coming into this episode? Did you remember it? I remember this episode. Yeah, I For do sure. So I was like, okay, I'm excited to see this on a rewatch basis because I feel like there's going to be stuff I caught that I normally wouldn't. Yeah. I like this one. So Monica. Monica's basically the main storyline throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. So someone, we open up the episode, someone has gotten a hold of Monica's credit card number and went on a huge reckless spending spree. I'm kind of curious how that would happen. In those days? Yeah. I, I imagine it's like an old school, like take a picture of the card versus like all of the virtual theft that happens these days. That's a good point. Or like, didn't they used to have, if you put your credit card in like a slot and they let you yes. pulled it out, it like also copied it or something like there was readers on the credit card reader or something weird yeah something like that yeah interesting but it's really funny my mom for christmas one year like years ago got she got us like these credit card protector things (laughs) like what so that someone can't put their phone up or whatever device up to your pocket and like steal your credit card number like i don't even know if that's a thing these days that's all because like with chips yeah. Which also a side note, there's nobody I know more who gets their their ID stolen more than my mom. What? She is so paranoid. She has so many protections in place, but she's always texting us, fraud alert. I got a fraud alert. I got fraud on my card. <laughs> like maybe it's just you. You're the problem. It's you. I don't want to bring that karma on myself though. So Okay. Wash away. Wash away. Okay, so let's get back to Monica. Monica is analyzing the credit card statement because basically all of the stuff that this woman is purchasing is is just like, she's like, she's living my life. This is Monica. She's living my life, but doing it better. Yes, without abandon. Yeah, she's she's spending it on art supplies, dance class, plays, and clothes. Basically like all the stuff that Monica would love to purchase, but she's obviously a very responsible purchaser yes. and does not. And so Monica is obsessing over this. Like mm-hmm. I could see that. Like mm-hmm. I totally would think that too, if I took time to really read into it. Yeah. So I have it. I, I, I like, I'm a natural spender. You know what I mean? There's, there's savers in the world and they're in their spenders. Here is where we differ again, because I am like a penny pincher. I, okay. I just went through my closet recently and I was arguing with my husband, love him to death, but I love to give him perspective of. That's what a wife's job is. Exactly. Let me give you some perspective, honey. Yes. He's like, God, you have so many clothes. And I was like, I want you to point something out in here that I have purchased post baby. Please Please pick shoes that I have purchased post-baby. And for context, baby is? 18 months old. Okay. And one pair of shoes. I have, I think, 15 pairs of shoes. One pair of shoes. Don't come in my closet. I know. So perspective. All right. I am I am the penny pincher. I will wear things till they fall apart. Yeah. Graham is definitely the more saver, the saver in our household. I can spend money like nobody's business. Give me a million dollars and I will spend it in five seconds. I kid you not. I yes. can do it. But I will say like I 
remember coming to you being like, okay, I need to go shopping. I need you to help me find stuff and I need you to help me find like good stuff. So like say no more. T is the best like personal shopper, quality finder. It's not even like shopping for clothes though. Like I can spend it on health care, like health (laughs) and wellness. Like we need a facial. We need a pedicure. I think I need this green drink. I need all of the supplements in the world. I need this nail polish. Like the list goes on and on of things that I can justify to spend money on. This is true. Your head did explode when I told you I had never had a facial. I know. (laughs) I don't understand. We'll go. Okay, we'll go. So Monica has decided that she needs to meet this woman because she's like, who is spending all of my money so irresponsibly, but also like kind of well? I I feel like there's some jealousy in there. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I don't get on board with this as much. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me being like stranger danger, but I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go meet this person. I mean, it could be, it, it could be bad, but maybe in the nineties, it's less bad. Like today people are just creepy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so they go to the tap dance class that the lady signed up for <laughs> and Rachel and Phoebe join Monica to observe but they get there and the instructor tells them to put on tap shoes and join. Oh my gosh. This is probably one of my favorite quotes is from Phoebe. You don't observe a dance class. You dance a dance class. You dance a dance class. <laughs> She's mocking the teacher who had said it first, but it's great. I like it. So class starts. Monica is very offbeat. I would definitely be Monica in this situation. Yes. Especially at a tap class. Phoebe's in her own world. That would I'm, be me. I'm totally getting it. This is great. Yeah, I would be Phoebe. And then funny enough, Rachel lands every step, which I just love. I know. It's kind of funny how they were like that. She's like kind of back to, I don't know, Prissy's not the right word, but like. So obviously, Rachel Green has had some dance classes in her Long Island years growing up. Yes, she has. So then the teacher is like, okay, partner up. Monica's left alone because Phoebe and Rachel partner up, which is always sad. Yeah, that's hard. You're like, oh. Especially in a group of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sh- that's just like... The world is not meant for three people in no, a group. Definitely not. Um, so Monica has to partner up with the dance teacher up at the front, which is like worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. When she's like, uh, why don't I just remove my clothes and have a, my worst nightmare ever? Exactly. Yeah. Hate that. And a woman, uh, then a woman comes into class and gets paired up with Monica and introduces herself as Monica. So we have met... The fake Monica. Fake Monica. And I had this thought where I was like, why would she use a fake name? And I guess because she has the credit card and it's under Monica Geller's name, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But part of me is like, why didn't she just use her real name? I don't know. I think that's what people do when they steal your identity. They literally steal your identity. They're yeah. like, I am Susan today. I shall be a Susan. I am Susan. <laughs> so Monica introduces herself because she's like, oh, this is this is the woman. She goes, I'm a... Nana. <laughs> Panic. It's Dutch, but uh, Pennsylvania Dutch, because then the woman starts speaking German to her, and she's like, fuck. Yeah, not not great. Which is like, they keep giving Monica Amish references. Do you notice? Yes. N- I, I have never noticed that till now. Yeah, and we were talking about how her clothing this season is just so... Amish looking. Amish looking, and here we are with some Amish references. I don't Marcel I don't know. pooped in her Amish looking shoes. The pilgrim shoes. The pilgrim shoes. Are pilgrims and Amish the same? No. No. But close enough. I mean, they've got probably large large buckles. <laughs> they both have large buckles. They both shoes. have large buckles. <laughs> so after dance class, the girls have fallen in love with fake Monica and they take her to lunch. It's weird. They, they, so they go back weird. to the coffee shop and they're like, so what happened? They're like, we took her to lunch. It was great. She's amazing. I'm like, what? But I mean, when you see the energy of this woman, she's pretty fun. Yeah. She definitely lives like to the beat of her own drummer. And Carefree. Like, yeah. Just wherever the wind blows her. Yeah. So Monica, I mean, to Monica's point, she says that this woman is an astounding person with an amazing spirit. <laughs> Who still steals identities, but that's okay. Yeah, small technicality. Right. I thought this was interesting. Fake Monica, there's a reason why she's like this, and she says it. Fake Monica is like this carefree, you know, fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants person because she watched Dead Poets Society, and she was so upset that she wasted two hours of her life watching Dead Poets Society. So she was like, I will never waste a moment in my life. Very pivotal 
yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of what we were talking about is like, I'm not going to waste my time and like mark is red, like all mm-hmm. of this stuff. But I don't to know. To the extreme. That is an extreme. Like there's certain parts of like, you know, I'm not wasting my time. I'm not doing things that don't serve me. And then there's also just like living your life irresponsibly. Right. The only thing I don't agree with is when Monica's like, well, don't watch Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I love, Mrs. love Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. I am so upset she said that. Do you like Dead Poet Society? I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen a movie that you haven't. <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. It's one of those like definitely artsy fartsy movies and like doesn't make you feel good at the end because the guy commits suicide and mm-hmm. you know, it's like this is it's one of those movies that you watch in high school. I'm shocked you never had to watch that. No, we never did. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's I mean, it's good, but it's also like ugh. but Mrs. Doubtfire is a piece of movie movie art it is a classic mm-hmm. okay hello <laughs> hello oh my god robin williams at his greatest oh, r.i.p yes so over the next few days fake monica brings monica along onto some crazy adventures yeah crazy crazy shit that monica would never do no like getting thrown out of a hotel mm-hmm. and getting day drunk and reckless I do. I don't mind getting day drunk and reckless. It this this made me think though, because like Monica's twenty six. Oh, the way yeah. that the friends are right now is a lot more responsible and adult than I feel like your average twenty six year old these days. Or personally, like what I was like at twenty six. Like, uh, I'm going back and I'm like, huh? At twenty six, what did I do? I quit my job. I sold my house and my car and we put most of our stuff in storage and we went traveling around the world. (laughs) So that's what you're supposed to do. I was fake Monica. There's parts of me that feels like the generations have just pushed back a little bit. Like they're kind of living like how we do in the 30, like 30 year olds now, but with a little more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was not that responsible at 26. I mean, yes, I had a job and all of that, but I wasn't like... I wasn't Ross planning with my retirement and shit or having a kid like no. Oh yeah, exactly. Having a kid like there's like there's elements. Okay. Rachel's getting her first job. That makes sense. And then maybe Monica's just more responsible, but like I did so many stupid things in my twenties. Same. So one morning we see Monica come home drunk after crashing an embassy party, which I was like, Oh, I don't want to be drunk in the daytime right now. Like on the weekends, that's a different thing. But like during the work week, absolutely not. God, no, not during the work week at all. But like for sure weekends. But okay, what's an embassy party? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm prepared to answer that question right now. So (laughs) I'm assuming it's a bunch of fancy diplomats having a mixer. Okay, that's what I was kind of thinking what it was. Let's see. But. Watch, you're going to Google embassy it. Embassy party. It's going to be like embassy hotel. Well, it's embassy suites, Denver downtown. So <laughs> I'm assuming that like it's the American embassy and they're hosting some diplomats. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. So um, the apartment's a mess. Monica hasn't been to work, which also gives me anxiety. Oh my gosh. Me too. Like I'm, yes, I'm carefree, but I am type a enough to to just not show up at work oh my god like how could she (laughs) i mean i guess she's a chef but if you don't show up enough don't you lose your job i don't know so um you know she gets a call Mm -hmm. it turns out fake monica has been arrested which okay and is in jail i was wondering this when i watched on the rewatch i'm like they arrested monica okay but did they tell you her real name how does she like, do they just say like, Hey, we've arrested the person that was, I bet you that's it responsible. Well, how does she go down and see her then without knowing her name? Oh yeah. Just saying. I think we found a moot point. We did. Yeah. That's kind of some hand wavy stuff. <laughs> so she goes and sees fake Monica in jail mm-hmm. and tells her I'm Monica Keller. That I the was face. not expecting. Yeah. <laughs> She thanks her, though, for showing her her fun side. Yeah. It's kind of like one extreme or the other, but she got it out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it was good for her to, like, experience carefreeness and yeah. being, you know, let loose a little bit, Monica. I mean, I will say, like, 
maybe this is where I identify with Monica. I do have a side that like, if I let go too much, like the word, the world could burn. Like we could be in some real trouble. I know what I mean. I have seen this side of Tiana. It could get bad. Um, All I'm going to say is fedora. Oh no. (laughs) Cannot go there. Cannot go there. Oh, that was in the archives, but literally like the world will burn and it's just not a good thing. Yes. So I get it. It's either one or the other and you got to find a nice happy medium. Yes. People won't like to like you anymore. (laughs) No. Yeah. It could go. It could so down really quick. It's, it's, this was a sweet moment though. Cause she's like, she's talking to fake Monica and she's like, but what am I going to do? Like, you know, and fake Monica's like, you're going to go back to doing exactly what you were doing because that's who you are. Yeah. So this rewatch, I take this differently. Like when oh. I, yeah. So when I first listened to this, like I, I take it now how you just read it is like, this is who you are as a person. Like, yeah, it's okay. You don't need to force yourself to be something you're not. Right. But when I like remember this episode prior to this rewatch, I remember it as like, why are you asking me? I just peed in front of 30 women this morning. Like you're going to be fine. I'm fucked. (laughs) Oh, you took it as she was kind of like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think she's kind of like have a little perspective, Mm -hmm. but she's also just like, be who you are and own it. Yeah. I picked up that more rewatching this. this. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I could see that. So the next day we see Monica, she goes to tap class on her own. Yes. She's not doing well, but at least she's doing it. Yes. Love it. You go girl. It's so hard. Like it's so hard to do things by yourself that are brand new without being intimidated. I don't care who you are and what it is. If it's a new thing, it's intimidating. Yes. I push myself every now and then to eat a meal by myself in public. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I've, done it before where I've gone to a restaurant, but that's been years ago. <laughs> Maybe people who, have Oh, I thought will... that's what you meant. Well, yeah, it's been years since like, I actually I'm taking went to... myself on a date. Like these influencers, you know what I love to do? I love to go take myself on a date and then they film themselves. And it's like, <laughs> I'm okay. Also, I'm also a stay at home girlfriend for Brendan, my boyfriend. And I spend most of my morning making liquid drinks. And that's what I do. I make liquid (laughs) drinks, but I just find it really funny. Like, yeah, you just took us on a date with yourself. You're not on a date with yourself. You're on a date with 1 million people that follow you. Oh, that's a valid point actually. But I don't know. I think it's brave to go and do stuff in public by yourself and not have anxiety about it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm kind of like, Ooh, having a kid, it's kind of nice to be alone. Nobody touching you, nobody asking for something from you. But at the same time, it's also still kind of weird. Like yeah. being in public by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I like to be in public, but I just don't like to talk to anybody. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. We don't need to converse. I don't need no. new friends. I'm not one of those people that like rolls up to the bar by myself. No. Can you? Who goes to the bar by themselves? Barflies and alcoholics. It's just weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Ross. The other kind of larger story. The other Geller. The other Geller. The Gellers. So we pick up, we've been seeing Marcel being having, having some issues. So yes. it's reached its, its peak. Marcel has matured and is humping everything in sight. It's climax. If you will. Oh my God. <laughs> if you will. So he's also humping Rachel's curious George doll, which is like, Rachel, why do you have a curious George doll? You are 26 years old. Thank you. Holy cow. It was just like, I don't care if your curious George doll isn't curious anymore. Why do you have a stuffed animal on your bed? I mean, if it was something of like a little childhood, like Beanie Baby or Stuffy or something, that's one thing. But for some reason, Curious George just hits me weird. Yeah. I don't you know? know. Yeah. Ugh, no. I, even a Beanie Baby. I'm sorry. I just, I can't get on board with it. <laughs> I mean, I have no place to speak. Let's just say that. Do you have Beanie Babies all over your I head? don't have Beanie Babies, but I have like <laughs> things that I need to sleep with in order to feel comfortable. Okay. <laughs> I really want to know what these are now. I t- just ask Graham. Oh, I he shall. He sleeps with them every night as well. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be asking Graham. So 
Ross is kind of sad. He's like, oh, it's just a phase. Like Marcel's going to be fine. But the next day he comes into the coffee shop, Joey and Chandler are there. And he says that the vet said it's not just a phase. He has reached his sexual maturity. And if he's not in an environment with other monkeys with regular access to the monkey loving, he's going to get aggressive and violent. No one needs that. And I feel for Marcel. No one needs that. This is, it's like, it just goes back to why we don't have monkeys in the city or monkeys as pets. Yes. Okay. So mid move point. If Marcel is an illegal capuchin monkey, mm-hmm. why does the vet oh. not confiscate him when Ross takes him? That is a very good question. Just saying. That's my move point in the midst of this can vets, recap. Can vets call on like... Yeah, I would as well. Maybe vets can't call on illegal situations. I mean, when there's like hoarding calls of dogs, like. Oh, so sad. Which is how we got Gary. Yes. But like who reports that? You know what I mean? I'm going to, I have to Google it now. I'm so curious. It is interesting. But I mean, essentially Marcel has got to get into a zoo is what it means at the end of the day. So they kind of kick off this like mere college uh, college application process. Of like getting Marcel into his zoo. First choice being San Diego. Yes. Oh, most vets are not required by law to report suspected. Oh, animal abuse. <laughs> not. Oh, mm. uh, wait. Are not required by law. That seems wrong. That seems wrong. Well, I disagree. I highly disagree with that. Um, I don't know about illegal animals. I'm not getting much. So, mm. well, um, I love this joke from Chandler. How do you get a monkey into a zoo? Oh my gosh. I love it. I know that one. Wait, I no, know that. That's Pope's in a Volkswagen. How do you get Pope's in a Volkswagen? Take off their hats. Take off their hats. Yes. Long live the Pope. What? <laughs> I throw him a bone. Yeah, sure. So Marcel keeps getting rejections into the zoos that he applies for. He tries to get recruited into an illegal animal fighting ring, which is bizarre. Super bizarre. But then he's accepted into San Diego. San Diego. First choice. Yay. Yay. This is so sad, though. They all go to the airport with Ross to say bye, except for Monica. Monica's the only one missing from that. Maybe because she hates Marcel. That or maybe she's at the jail visiting fake Monica. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's visiting fake Monica. Good call. So they each take their turn saying bye. And Ross has a private goodbye. But then Marcel starts humping him. And the flight attendant has to take him in the carrier. I don't like the way that they part. It was really sad. I know. I agree. I actually really did not like that. And his little Mm -hmm. face was so cute. I know. And he's just like, just take him. Not (laughs) Ross. No, no, no. Just take him. Just take him. Like, no, this is a sad moment. Like, you're going to regret this. And... I think he does. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yes. I know David Schwimmer doesn't regret it. Hell <laughs> no. Like, Thank you. Bye, monkey. See you later. Okay, Joey, this one is too good. Oh, my God. And this this little mini storyline to me kind of makes the episode a little bit also. Joey needs a new name. Yeah. His, his agent thinks that he needs a more neutral, less ethnic name, which is also so, like, that's offensive. I was just going to say it's a little bit offensive as Italian-Americans. But the, it's like also like it's this isn't back in the days of Ellis Island. Like, right. Like, I think he's going to be fine getting jobs as Joey Tribbiani. But but that's what actors do. That's true. Do their, do their fake stage names. Yes, they do. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head and I can't right now. I love Chandler's quip because he's like, I need a name that's more neutral. And Chandler's like, so Joey Switzerland? Oh my God, I love that line. Joey Switzerland? He thinks it should be like Joe something. Chandler suggests Joe Stalin. Joey, it the the suggestion is lost on Joey and he's like, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> and then Chandler's like, you know what's better? Joseph Stalin. And Joey's like, I think you'd remember that. <laughs> I have so much more on this whole storyline, but we'll get into that down down below. Oh, okay. So the next day, Joey realizes that there is already a Joe Stalin, a Russian dictator who slaughtered a bunch of people. Oh my God. Yes, we end. He asked Phoebe what a good stage name would be, and she says, Flame Boy. 
<sighs> and then the episode ends with Joey at a theater audition and his name is Holden McGroin. Oh my God. I love that. I just can, you can just can see Chandler behind all of these names. Yes. Oh, I love it. Side note. When he's asking Phoebe, did you see the old Game Boy that she has? No. Oh my God. It's like a brick. <gasps> well, I, I used to have like the original Game Boy. My cousin gave it to me. Yeah. And I used to play Tetris on it. Ooh, Tetris. I would play Pokemon because my brother played Pokemon. That's the, pretty much the only thing I'd play on those things. Ooh, interesting. There's yeah. a new, so the creator of Tetris, there's a uh, movie out. I just saw that. Did you see it? Not like with my eyes. I just saw the ad. <laughs> Not with my eyes. I felt it with my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Touched my Tetris heart. <laughs> I'll have to watch it and report back. Who's in it? Is it um, Taryn Egerton? Egerton? I will watch anything with Taryn Egerton in uh, it. Thank he you is very one much. of my hall passes and Paul knows this. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, Taryn Egerton, George Clooney. Uh, Sam Hewen from Outlander. Who's that? Oh, have you seen Outlander? No, it's on my content list. Sam Hewen. How do you spell that? H-U. Wait. H-E-U-G-H-A-N. Sam Hewen. Oh, he is nice looking man. He's a Scottish actor. He looks very Scottish. He looks like almost like Viking-ish. Very good looking man. Okay. Well, let's take a break and then we'll get into some background. All righty. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Ever wanted to find the perfect handmade crochet gift? The Stitch Sisters have you covered. Check out their store where they create crochet goods to order. They create beanies and headbands as well as fun knickknacks for every occasion. You can find them on Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or follow them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. And we are back. And I... I'm excited because we've got some fun background research. This episode is going to be so long. There's a lot. <laughs> there's so much to cover. But there's like so many fun nuggets, you guys. The like, BTS. You're going to enjoy this. So, okay. T, you found this because you have the uncut DVDs. Got my DVDs. Yes. So in the opening scene in the DVD version, Monica is having lunch with her mother and asks her not to talk about her career, love life, and that she's doing, and that Monica says she's doing just fine. Monica insists on paying for lunch, hands the waiter her credit card, who returns it and says it's been declined. And then Judy pulls out her credit card to pay. With a little look of glee on her face. It's such a good, I wish it had not been cut from like the HBO version because it really, it gives extra context. This is a Monica episode. We need to see this piece about Monica. Otherwise you kind of just think like, damn, she is acting irresponsible. Like what the hell? I mean, she is irresponsible, but like, you miss the context of like, there's this side to her that she, you know, she, she needs to let loose. Right. Like, so there's so much more to this because it's also partially her like kind of pushing against her mother and like her mother's expectations and stuff because mm-hmm. she's rebelling and you miss that without that scene. I'm right. also curious. Do you think that like the uncut DVD version was what actually aired or do you think that what mm. HBO has is what actually aired? I would get, that's a good question. It's possible that they were able to squeeze it in. It, it probably depended on like advertising oh, and yeah. like how long they gave the show. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have it in there. Yes. Interesting. Super, super interesting. Yes. But yes. Also, uh, mm-hmm. this we said this is a Monica episode. This is the first episode with one of the friends' names in the title. Yes, so super cute. Like Are there? That. Any, there's. I was trying to think of other titles, but I can't think of any right away. We'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Um. So the casting directors at Joey's audition for the role of Mercutio in the closing scene. <laughs> Mercutio. Mercutio. I can't say that very Mercutio. well. Mercutio. Mercutio. Um. They are David Crane, Margaret Kaufman, and Kevin Bright. So they're the yeah. three writers, two cr- the, of show the creators, runners. yeah, of the show. And I actually knew that. I remembered that after yeah. watching this episode. I did too. Um, when Ross tells Joey and Chandler he has to give away Marcel, the three of them are shown covering their eyes, ears, and mouth, respectively, which is that reference to the three wise monkeys of Japanese pop culture. I don't think I understood that until like now. Emojis are so popular, and you've got the hear no, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil monkeys. Yep. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. When, I thought they were just doing something fun. 
would not have caught that. No. At all. Um, the fake Monica. She speaks Dutch. Yes. Asking Monica, Magi deze dans van you? I don't know how, if I said that right or not, but I tried. You took German in high school. I did. Whip it out. But that's not German. Oh, it's Dutch. It's Dutch. It's close. It's Oh, similar. I said it was German earlier. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, which translates into, can I have this dance with you? Mm. So it's on brand. It's on brand. It's very on brand for fake Monica. Speaking of fake Monica, mm-hmm. Claudia Shear. Why does that name sound familiar? She plays fake Monica. She was born in 1962 in Brooklyn. Uh, she's an actress, a writer, known for It Could Happen to You. Don't know that. Living Out Loud. Don't know that. I don't know Living Out Loud, but It Could Happen to You. I'm pretty sure it's a Nicolas Cage movie where they win the lottery. <gasps> it is. Him and the like diner waitress win the lottery or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a cute movie. Nicolas Cage, Bridget Fonda. Oh, she's probably Jane Fonda's like what daughter? Daughter. And Rosie Perez. Oh, yeah. It could happen to you. Interesting. Bridget Fonda. Hmm. I don't know why Claudia. Maybe I'm thinking Claudia Schiffer. (laughs) Bridget Jane Fonda. (laughs) Is that the same person as Jane Fonda? (gasps) No, I bet you it's her daughter. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, she is. Ah, haha. She is the granddaughter of Henry Fonda and she's the niece of Jane Fonda. Ah. Oh, I was confused. Yes. Okay, never mind. Anyways, we digress. We digress. So during the tap class, Monica laments that she is uncomfortable and unnatural as a dancer. We can see in the in the show. Very clearly. Um, so Courtney Cox got her Hollywood break after being cast as a fan pulled on stage to dance with Bruce Springsteen in concert for the music video of Dancing in the Dark. Oh, yes, that's so cool. I did know that. I forgot about that. You actually. did? I did, but I... For whatever reason, I didn't think it was Bruce Springsteen. I thought it was another band. Is Bruce Springsteen known as like the boss? Yes. Why is he the boss? I don't know. Because he's like the boss of music. Oh. I don't know. Fun story about Bruce Springsteen. So if my mom and dad have been to a million concerts and I will always, I like I've asked them in the past, like, what's your favorite concert? Because I feel like they grew up like in the era of music that was just like amazing rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And my mom will always say Bruce Springsteen at Red Rocks because Mm. it was pouring down rain and it was back when you could like come in and be there all day and people would bring in coolers and like party. And so, oh yeah, before they wouldn't like let you in. Yes, exactly. So, um, it's pouring down rain and Bruce comes out on stage and is like, you know, we could call it basically, or like, do you want me to play? And everybody's like, yeah, play. And he grabs his guitar, runs across the stage, goes down to his knees and then like strums the guitar on water while it's raining. That's why he's the boss. That is why he's the boss. So great story. I, I love that image in my head that I get. So super cool. Interesting. Yes. I don't think I listened to much Bruce. Me neither. I probably know his greatest hits. That's it. So... When Ross is talking about putting Marcel in a zoo, a lot, a lot of clunky stuff with, with the, with the Marcel stuff, but, um, he mentions the San Diego zoo. This was interesting. I just thought this was funny because it comes back to a movie, Madagascar, which I love. Oh, I love that movie. So I forgot that Ross plays the giraffe Melman in Madagascar and Melman is frequently saying in, in Madagascar that he thinks they're in the San Diego zoo. Oh, isn't that cute? I that is cute. I never caught that. Yeah. I forgot David Schwimmer does his voice. I mean, Madagascar is a work of art. Oh, it's so cute. If you have not watched it, you guys, you got to listen or listen to it. You got to watch it. It's so cute. Is that with the penguins? Yes. Yeah. And the um, oh, what are those? Chris Le- Rock plays the giraffe. No, he plays the zebra. Yes, and David Schwimmer is the giraffe. But yeah. is it the lemurs? I like oh, to yeah. move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. So good. I love that one. Okay, let's talk about Pennsylvania Dutch. Shall we? We shall. Uh, it's a dialect of high German. Okay, I had no idea. Like, what is a Pennsylvania Dutch? Yeah, and yeah, it's just, there's so much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> To so, unpack. Yes. So it's dialect of high German spoken in parts of Pennsylvania, 
mainly by descendants of like 17th and 18th century Protestant immigrants from the Rhineland, which is another word for like the homeland of like Germany. Um, So high German is like the, the proper German to speak like the most um, formal German. Oh, Mm -hmm. like, like the most pure form. Yeah. So like think about if you take Spanish as a kid in high school or something, Mm -hmm. you're learning like the most proper usually. And then you're going to go out and speak it. You're going to learn like, and they're like, what did you come from? Right. And they know that you're not a local, even if you may look like dialects. Yeah. There's dialects and there's slang. And so that's what, High German is, is like the most formal. Um, So this German speaking inhabitants of Pennsylvania, descendants of these Protestants. um, Yeah, they're, it's super interesting. But now, now that I'm saying it, I'm just like thinking in my head, all I'm thinking about is (laughs) their shoes. (laughs) Are they? Pilgrim shoes. That's all I keep thinking. Pilgrim shoes. But are they, they're not pilgrims. They're not. But they wear the same shoes. They do wear the same shoes. Uh, okay. It, but then also like fake Monica talks about Monica being Amish, which is not the same thing. No. Uh, but Amish culture is based on Germanic tradition of anabaptism. I had never heard of that before. I mean, apparently anabaptism stresses simplicity, pacifism, and community. I mean. Boring. To an extent, <laughs> I, I, I'm down with like simplicity but you know i i I like electricity (laughs) yeah apparently they're all concentrated in lancaster county in pennsylvania oh yes yes i've heard that there's also all those reality shows it's like amish in the city or oh god whatever yeah funny you know so anyways those are like all the background stuff that we so much which is a lot by the way, did you know, so talking about high German, when we went to Italy in Florence, apparently that's when where they're like most pure form of Italian is spoken. <gasps> no way. Did you know? I did not know. I've been to Florence. Yeah. I mean, granted, our tour guide told us that, so she could be biased, but apparently that's where all the best Italian speakers come from. We will believe your tour guide. <laughs> yeah. She was a very lovely lady. Oh, cool. Well, we've already talked a little bit about our mood points, but we got more. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, there's so much to this episode. Yeah. Um, so Dr. I can't say this name. Baldaron. Baldaron? Oh yeah. That's that's I believe. Is it. that right? Okay. Um, so Dr. Baldaron would face legal trouble as he was operating a legal animal fighting ring and would face up to three years in prison if convicted. Yeah, he's the one trying to get Ross to put Marcel in the legal ring. I'm more I'm more interested in the fact that he's got some moral issues going on. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, Dr. Balderon is he's a little fucked up in the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so fake Monica tells the real Monica, Monica they are going to audition for Cats by singing Memories. Um, Cats has a song, Memory, not Memories. Later on when fake Monica's in jail, the real Monica makes the same goof. So they interesting keep the goof, like, continued through. But, yeah, it's definitely Memory. Hmm. It's also interesting. I'm like, can you actually go to an open I was call? literally just thinking that, like, can you go audition for Broadway? I really don't think so. But, and m- maybe they just, like, yanked him off yeah. really quick from the stage. But, yeah. The other one that I also was, in this, I've always thought from this episode, Monica sobers up really quickly <gasps> when she hears the other fake Monica is in jail. Dude, I had the same exact Way thought. too quick. I'm like, if you were that drunk, you're not, like, sobering up like oh my god monica's in jail yeah no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. um i think i talked about our my my mood points earlier so uh but we did talk about the curious george doll and how why does rachel have a curious why so okay hard bloopers these are these are my favorite all right what do we have we have two actual hard bloopers and then there's like some other little tidbits that i want to talk about that are just really fun. Yeah. So the first hard blooper is when Monica is sitting at the table with Rachel and fake Monica is in the kitchen and they're talking about how they tell the front desk that they're the Gunnarsons from room whatever. And then come to find out the Boston Celtics had rented out the entire floor. She can't get it all out. She says, 
we told him that we were the Gunnersons and then starts laughing. And then Jennifer Aniston just starts cracking up and nobody knows why. And then all of a sudden Monica or Courtney Cox goes, I spit on her. <laughs> I spit on her. I love that one. That one's I spit on her. Such a good one. <laughs> um, and then the other hard blooper is at the very end when, uh, Joey is like holding McGroin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes and actually like puts his hand on his crotch and you can see like Marta Kaufman cracking up. Yeah. So even though it's just like the back of her head, she's like laughing. So which Joey holding his groin in itself is a blooper. Oh yeah. But then he's the not fact, supposed to do that. The fact that he says holding McGroin and then he goes, Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but now that you had mentioned it, I'm paying attention to more when they like seem like they're going to break, but mm -hmm. they don't. Mm -hmm. When he's going through that whole Joseph Stalin thing and Chandler goes, what about <laughs> Joseph Stalin? He goes, Joseph. Chandler's eyes get really big. Yes. I was, I was looking at that the whole time with Chandler of like, and it could have just been like, he was like playing off being laughing, but also I think like it was just, it's funny. He puts his hand in front of his mouth a couple of times. I really think that he was trying not to crack. Yeah. So his that, facial expressions during that whole little scene were great. Oh, so, so good. So yeah, that's it for super hard bloopers. We've got some good fashions. The red robe is back. <gasps> Yay. I'm so glad you saw the red robe too. I'm I was like, excited about that. We're basically on robe watch. I don't know why I've turned into a robe aficionado, but I love a robe. Yeah. It's a good robe. Yeah. Um, had to throw, had to throw one of the guys stuff in here, but Chandler has just has a good oversized white gray collared shirt. Very nineties. It was that the like striped, like yeah. the vertical one. The vertical I, I do like that one. Yeah. Um, I thought this was random, but Rachel's purple, purple t-shirt. She is not a, a purple top person purple's not just, her color it's not her color mm -mm. it's really interesting purple's very more like phoebe mm -hmm. it, it does not work on rachel no the I blue does but the purple just does not make sense i think purple washes her out for some reason yeah don't yeah. know why yeah um okay monica's white blouse with the black suspenders and skirt look like i loved this look i actually did it's too. so unique i was wondering what you would think yeah because it's no so unique and you don't love a suspender it looks so good on her though and yeah. i mean when she's not like drunk and it's like coming off it's it yeah. is really cute she pulls it off monica just again like is stepping it up mm -hmm. like her little like blue blazer with the jean look like she she she's looking good and even when she goes into the top class class with her sweats she's got oh, like yeah. the baggy shirt but then like this uh tight like leggings like her for some reason, these last few episodes, Monica's fashion has just jumped up like five percentage points. They figured out how to dress her body type too. Like I it, think that's it. Yeah. It just looks so much better on her. Yeah. This last one, did you know did you notice Ross's little banana pin on his jacket as he's saying bye to Marcel? I didn't. It's so cute. Aww. I just noticed it this watch. Oh, poor it's Ross. It's really sweet. I got one more to add. So oh. Phoebe's look of the like tied, it's not a crop top, but it's just like the um, jean. Yes. The button jean down. button down tied. Yeah. It looks cute. And I like that the skirt, it's not. It's like that purple skirt, right? Yeah. And it's, they put her in a lot of oversized stuff and I don't like that. Agreed. She's got a great figure. Like we don't need to put a bag on her. Yeah. This is a bit of a medium between mm -hmm. that though, where it's not like super skin tight for her but enough where you're like okay i can see her hips i can see her figure yeah. so i love that look yeah lisa kujo is a beautiful woman you I don't know. need to put her in drapes no please no more drapes okay okay who's okay. your best friend <laughs> <laughs> i i struggled on this one but i chose rachel uh, uh, why because she's getting like monica what are you doing <laughs> like okay i get that i get that so she's looking out for monica okay rachel because rachel has turned into the responsible person in this friendship briefly yes i think i think that's actually good i wouldn't have thought about that yeah that's a really good take mm -hmm. i like it yeah so it, it, it was weird because i went so back and forth and i'm like i could go the obvious route Monica. Um, yeah. It, I think Monica would be the obvious choice because it's such a Monica heavy focused episode and like she could get an honorable mention. I actually went with Ross. 
Really? Yeah. Because I think, I think just him being able to be responsible and like doing the right thing, like he obviously cares for Marcel so much. Yeah. And the, he's helped, you know, the little college application and he's like getting Marcel into the best zoo that he possibly can. And he knows that it's time to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And like the scene at the end, like him saying bye, like it was really sad. I know. Okay. I could get, I could get on board with Ross here. Yeah. Yeah. I support that. I like our picks. Ross and Rachel. Some hot takes. Some hot takes. Who's your friend of me? <laughs> Chandler. I picked Chandler too. Okay. Because he's totally setting his friend up. Uh, now, albeit, it's so funny. Yeah. But he's setting his friend up. Telling so your hard. friend to name himself Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> and not correcting him? Oh, my like God. letting him go to the audition, just thinking he can like go to his agent. Like, yeah, I want to be called Joseph Stalin. Did you know there's already a Joseph Stalin? You'd think you'd know that. You think I would. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, but also like, dude. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. What is your rating? I give this a four. I did too. Yeah. yeah. It's a little higher than a normal, like... Because like I've always said- It's a kind of a weak four. Let's just put it that way. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I thought about like a three point something, but I was like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. But it's like just a little bit above Mm -hmm. like our baseline of a three, Mm -hmm. but it's it's definitely nowhere near a five. No, it's really good. It's good writing, funny jokes. Like the storyline with Chandler and Joey is great. Monica, I loved that they had a Monica centric episode and Monica got to be a little funny- and yes. like little open up a little bit with her character, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. They made her more dynamic. Yeah. And I like that a yeah. lot. We got another element to Monica. Yeah. Instead of just being the like type A, like clean freak, mm-hmm. we needed to see more of Monica. Yeah. And so- which again, I'm so bummed that they did like the, they cut that scene in the beginning. I know that would have given so much more context. Mm-hmm. So kind of a bummer, but such is. Okay. Well, that's it. The one with the fake Monica episode 21, 22 is up next. I'm really excited. We're, we've only got three more episodes. Yeah. Holy cow. We're coming to the end of season one. You guys. My good. Okay. We'll be back next Wednesday. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the pivot podcast. You can rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow along on Instagram at the pivot pod. We love a poll. So please participate in our polls because mostly they're just Natalie and I settling a debate. So (laughs) if you could please participate, that'd be great. Again, don't take my wind at gmail.com. Email us with everything, all the questions, comments. You can also DM us on Instagram and we might read it. Okay. Bye. Bye.